you know, people have to understand that masculinity can be a cult. And when I say cult, it's, it's no different than David Koresh, it's no different than Jim Jones. It's you are, you, it's funny because when you, you don't even hear, you know, the best way to example is slavery. Is when slaves were, were, were yelling about, oh my God, I'm being beaten, I'm being hurt. The master would look at like, I don't understand what you're saying. You don't, you know, it, it's almost like there's this disconnect, like they won't see pain. There's a lack of empathy. And this is what happens with men and women, men who are in this cult. You can say as a woman, they talk, but a guy is not looking at you as even all the way human. And this is what you have to understand. It's, there's a humanity issue here. You're like, why don't you hear me? Why don't you see my feelings? And they're like, but you're not all the way human. You're here for me. You're here for my deal. And this is, it's real. I, I got a perfect example. Now, first of all, I, I have to tell you, I am guilty. I am guilty. I believe simply because I was a man that I was more valuable than my wife and the other women in my life. This is something that, you know, men have been sold a bill of goods for a long, long time. It's, I, let me tell you, when I was in football, I remember the guy, one thing the guys would do is go to the strip club. And the guys go to the strip club, and you sit there, and here's the woman, and the, the whole thing. And once she starts talking about she has kids, or she, if she starts talking about anything in her life, it's like, stop, stop, stop. Because you're, because you're becoming a human before my eyes. I don't want you to be a human. I want you to be an object. I want you to be something pretty to look at, but as you talk, you're making things too real for me. So scary. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are the facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Once again, it's Jay, it's Welly F., we're coming to you live a day late and a dollar short. Well, my dollars ain't short right now. I just got paid Friday. Oh, so tell I, them. Oh, talk that shit. Talk that no, shit. I just, got paid, I just got paid Friday. So okay. they're not short yet. Wait till this upcoming weekend where you got to struggle through that second week to make it stretch. But but for right now, I'm I'm doing good. Okay. Okay. All right. I feel that, man. Um, You ain't got to stun on them like that, though, man. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm just saying, those people out here. Safe, that, you know, I, I went. I went to the gym today, so it's a light flex. Okay. Oh, hey, man. All right. You said that. You said that leg work. I kind of, kind of fuck with you a little bit. If it, it fuck with me a little bit, but I needed that. I needed that. Oh, okay. I wonder how it did for Ed. Did Ed tell you? He ain't did that shit. <laughs> he be bullshit. <laughs> oh, and he's to... the main one asking for a workout. He ain't do that shit. Putting in the effort though. Hey, man. I mean. It's baby steps, man. It's baby steps. Because you'll definitely be taking baby steps when you're done with that shit. I, I did that shit Saturday. I did that workout Saturday. Um, and it it messed with me a little bit. And I, I wanted to do it two times in one week, but I was like, nah, my brain just ain't at that level yet where I'm like pushing myself through the pain. But that's neither here nor there, man. Uh, people don't want to hear about our workouts. What you got, man? What you got, dog? I mean, new week. You came back to Houston, you know, came through, went through a wedding. You flexing on the gram. Hi, how was life, man? How was life after the wedding? Say, man, you know, weddings are, are a joyous occasion, I think, for the most part. I mean, you know, depending on where you went in life, you might get in your feels a little bit. 
I I was at the point where I, I almost thought about catching the garter, but I was like, nah, <laughs> nah, y'all got so, it. So, so what do you do when the when it's thrown? What did you do? Uh, I, I kind of just stood there. Okay, okay. You know, most okay. people are most people are right-handed, so I position myself to the left. So I, I know oh, it wasn't coming nowhere nowhere near near me. Did the person that caught did the per, did the person that um received the garter did he um was he happy about it or did he drop it or what? Oh, it was a setup because his girl was there and we and we he went to the on the bachelor party with us and it was all kind of like a oh well shoot you got to get married next so we can all do this bachelor party stuff again man I ain't getting married I ain't getting married so he's like all right cool we gonna make you go this direction make the garter come to you and his little stupid ass hit him in the hands and then he dropped it. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ man I mean but at this stage I, I would imagine most people there were upper upper 20s mid 30s and um i mean at this point i mean they're with their girlfriends i i i'm guessing they're planning on getting married eventually although he just talking shit like most men do oh yeah he, he's, he's talking shit he he has a plan though so like i said it was a joyous occasion and, and like i was really in in houston and out of houston as quick as i came like i touched down and got busy and you know was doing all kinds of wedding stuff i, I really cooled most of the day saturday but I spent that with my folks since like I got there Thursday and they were out of town. And then Friday I was doing wedding stuff. So they was like, we really ain't get a chance to see you while you was here. So I was supposed to, you know, pop up a tray surprise thing. But I had that going on. So I just kicked it with my folks Saturday and then jetted out Sunday. OK, OK. Well, did did did, did, did anything? I mean, because when I'm out and about, I'm like any other podcaster. You get ideas. You start seeing shit. You're like, man, you know, I'll make sure I talk about this. And um, did that happen while in, in, in that little weekend? I mean, because I look at it like, I mean, when you travel, shit happens. Like you see shit at the airport. Uh, you, you 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 notice the difference between where you are now and then you come back to Houston. Like it, it makes you miss something like what happened? Like did, was your mind anywhere? Did it go anywhere? Really what for me and this is just kind of me specific, but it's going to kind of go into where I'm, I want to go right now. But it's like. I really got to Houston and I didn't feel at home because like, yeah, all my family and friends are here, but my stuff isn't here. Like I'm, I'm having to drive one of my parents' vehicles to get every place. But then I get back to Charlotte and it's like, okay, boom, here's all my stuff, but my family and friends aren't here. So like, I really felt mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm, I was kind of in no man's land at the time because my two worlds basically weren't in the same place at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That does, that does, man, that makes a lot of sense. But at the wedding, I seen I was of of course uh I was I was one of the groom grooms grooms best friends going through college and everything and but his brother was my partner in Per Brandon <laughs> he was the best man. Wow wow wow! And so me and Brandon we we were, we were drunk from about two o'clock to the ceremony started at six so we were probably drunk from about two to eight that day. We just had a, had a constant, constant buzz going. So Brandon's like, shoot, this is my bro birthday. I'm going to get the douce. So Brandon had the douce. We drinking the douce and everything. Lit. So I'm rolling with Brandon and roll up on one of the bridesmaids. One of the bridesmaids pushing up on him. And of course, you know, that's the, the stigma, the TV stereotype of a groomsman hooks up with the bridesmaid, whatever, what have you. So she's being hyper aggressive. 
And she comes, she even, she approached him and was like, you know, you, I heard about you, but you can't handle me, this, that, and the other. And Brad's like, all right, leave me alone. Stop playing. That's what he's telling her. But she's like, I ain't, ain't nobody playing. Ain't nobody scared of you. And he's like, wait a minute, you approached me. <laughs> I didn't go seek you out. You approached me and told me that I can't handle you. <laughs> so in this, in this culture where, women are still sitting around waiting for a man to make the first move. Here's a woman that's actually making the first move and being super aggressive. And it's like telling him, hey, I want you. I see you and I want you. But at the same time, it's kind of like, where's the balance? Because this seemed like to be too aggressive, if you ask me. Like, you could have did some subtle flirting and this, that, and other. She, she came, to, she, she was going to suck his dick on the dance floor. She, oh. was down, she was down to be sucking dick on the dance floor. That's that type of energy, huh? She had that type of energy. Cute girl, though. Cute. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, Brandon, I mean, if she bout it, you might as well be bout it. You ain't got nothing holding you down or anything like that. But at the same time, I'm thinking it's like we're at the point in society where casual sex is just a thing now. And to me, I I, I personally hold sex to be to a higher standard where it's not you know, hey, whatever, I'm horny, I go have sex with this person, and I move on like nothing happens. Like, I need to know something about you. I need to have some kind of feeling towards you before I just get in bed with you. And is that is that something wrong with me? I mean, <laughs> no, there ain't nothing wrong with you, I mean, but you just, you, you, you definitely told your your perv partner that hey she cute go for it so when you do that i just wonder i mean if it were if you were in that situation you wouldn't have done it that's what you're saying you oh, no promoted. no I, would, I wouldn't have done it okay you promoted for your friends okay so we all know i'm a shooter you know shooters gonna shoot you <laughs> say we all <laughs> so with that being said i've always said this i don't believe in casual sex because at the end of the day i do believe that once the sex happened you you definitely have some type of connection with that person i'm not a one night stand type of guy like i mean i i know friends and friends with benefits don't work but i mean shit this shit happens from time to time and the 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 women that i have had you know sexual relationships with i mean the sexual the uh the sexual part can can cease and we can still remain friends that just, I, just, I just feel like sometimes people feel like once the sex happens, it makes everything awkward, which is not really the truth because some people just move on. People get tired. Like, all right, we, we've, we've had enough fun. All right, I'm good now. It happens for some people. It's not possible for everybody, but it happens for some people. So, I mean, no, I don't necessarily believe in casual sex. I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I think at the end of the day, no matter when you when you uh, engage in sex, your heart is just more into it than anybody than uh, than than your average man. Uh, but obviously, women are starting to subscribe to that method of I can disconnect myself from sex, which I think only about 35 percent of them can. And that basically relates to a blog I just wrote uh, not too long ago about um the masculine and, and feminine energy. I feel like, like a woman that's higher in her feminine energy is going to be the type of woman that's going to be um, in the position to be like, hey, I can't disconnect that. That means so much more to me because of what comes with that feminine energy. But then the, the more masculine energy a woman may have, it may make it easier for them to disconnect in that situation. See, to me, I, I look at it as like, like, yeah, I might see somebody attractive and be like, oh, yeah, shit, I'd hit that. But at the same time, it's like if they were to present this to me and say, hey, Jay, come on, let's go home. 
I'm like, wait a minute. This was too easy. I, I have skepticism about this. Like, first, I don't know you from shit. But you finna come here and bust down these draws for me? And it's like, I don't know what's in them draws. You don't know what's in my draws. But you, you, you're willing to take it there. And and I really do think that it's something wrong with me when it comes to that. And I, and I say wrong with the air quotes because I don't find it to be an issue that I would rather have a bond with you than to just casually jump into bed with you. But it's, it's, to, to me, it seems like in a society where sex is so easy to get, why not have a bond? Like, why are you jumping into the sack and, and trying to, you know, get over somebody, you know, and I, and I understand, you know, everybody has these physical needs or whatever, what have you. But is that really is that really good for your emotional health is like, I'm sick of this person. So let me go jump in, in, in on another dick and that's going to push me forward or push me out of this slump or get me back on the road of, good, of, of doing well. No, you're still going to be hooked up on this person that you originally were. But now you just added another dick to your list. So when this person that you really want isn't giving you the attention you want, hey, right, let me go get this this random dick. And vice versa, because I know guys do the shit too. But to me, it's just kind of it's it's just odd to me that that's your that that's your first sense. Like everybody's like, you just need to go get you some new vagina, or you need to need to get you some new dick and get over it. No, you lost a bond with somebody. Why am I just out here? Hey, let me go nail some rando. Rando. Uh, so, what was your mindset like in college when you were when you were um, possible? I, mean, I don't know exactly how you were in college, but most college people, t- I, I didn't I didn't experience the college life. So, um, I, the dormitory life, you know, the parties and shit. I didn't go through any of that. So, when you were in that setting, what was your mind like then? I never I never slept with a rando. Like in okay. in my whole life, I've never slept with a rando. Anybody I've slept with, I've known or had some knowledge about. Like, it, it, I, I never just picked up somebody at a bar or picked up somebody at a party and, and took them home. Never have. Okay. Even, 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 in, even in college, when I was being promiscuous or, or, or hoe or whatever you want to call it, I was hooking up with people that I knew. Like, this, this wasn't like, shit, I'm, I'm going to go, you know, get this rando from the local club or anything like that. It, these were people that I knew and had some kind of friend, friends with benefits or relationship kind of thing with, or an yeah, understanding. I, 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 can, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I mean, for the most part, um, I guess in my mind, I'm thinking of it like this. Um, when you, when you talking about just being a, I look at it like this, just being a one night stand type of person, having sex with people that you really don't have any connection to. I feel like, if that is a common thing for a person, then more than likely they probably have gotten to the point where they have become numb to that bond that you want. See, I don't believe I'm the, I'm that type of person. I feel like at the end of the day for me, like if I'm messing with somebody on that level, then a bond is being created. And like I said, even when the sex stops, I believe that friendship is still something that's still valuable to me. And I say it all the time, like, I mean, there's still a friendship there. Now, once again, I haven't I don't I don't I think that people that subscribe to the to the tendencies of if I want it, I'm going to just go to a bar and get picked up because we we all we all believe and we all kind of figure that if a woman wanted to do that, they could. But most of the women we know carry a certain level of respect for themselves. So they probably are not going to do it with somebody that they don't know at all. A stranger, somebody that you legitimately call a stranger that you're sleeping with. And that's just a common thing for you, then yes, 
that's dangerous because I also feel like what comes with that is a lack of responsibility, a lack of care. You're objectifying this person. You don't really care about this person. I mean, that's a problem. I feel like anybody that I'm going to lay down with, it's going to be somebody I fuck with on some type of level. I mean, it's, I think that's fair to say, but to, to, once again, to answer your question, I mean, it's not, there's nothing wrong with you. It's a lot more wrong with society because society makes that seem like it's a norm to make that okay. I mean, it really isn't. I mean, you should want um, at some point in your life to to have a monogamous relationship. Like that should be a goal for 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 the average person. Everybody, nobody should just want to just be just just running through women and running through men for the rest of their lives. That's a mental issue. I feel like eventually you kind of want to seek that one person because once again, I, I, I talked about it off here with y'all uh, with with you and Keith, and I mean eventually. The, the the man sex drive is gonna drop. <laughs> the woman sex drive may increase. I mean, it's we we come to a crossroad that's kind of dangerous. And hopefully you can get with somebody that respects both, respects the fact that oh he ain't going as hard as he used to, and you get with a woman that hey she ain't going as hard as she used to, or she wants it way more. And I'm trying to keep up, but she understands. That's why I say. You know, competence and understanding is really important when you're looking for a mate, because if you get with somebody that's not understanding, that is dangerous. Because like I said, the minute you get ED, you can't get it up no more. And she's not understanding of that. Now she finna go get little Ray Ray, get little Jay to, <laughs> to stroke her down because he in his 20s. I mean, and that's because the connection was solely based off something physical and there was no understanding of that. Like, as men and women, we need to understand that that crossroad is going to come for, for, for most of us. And like, like you said, that connection is based off something physical. Then you start getting to the into the psyche of it. You start seeing each other's traits, each other's flaws, and now you're getting past that physical. So the man might, you know, he might've came started, you know, dicking you down three, four times a week and everything was lovely. Now he's seeing stuff in you that he's not liking or he's starting to lose control of the situation. And as much as, you know, people say they want equal control or, you know, they're not controlling a man likes to feel like a man. He likes to feel like when he makes a decision, the decisions matter. So when he's starting to lose control, you know, Dick may not get up like it used to. It, it just may not. But for a woman, she's like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm in, I'm in charge of this situation now. Like I have the power, I make the decisions. This is going the way I want to. You might be a little bit more excited because you're saying that you know you're getting closer to what you want to realize out of this relationship. So then, therefore, you, your hormones might be higher. I think I think it, it it revolves around the emotions of things. And you sit here and you you might look at these people and you say, oh well, these are my relationship goals. You know, Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner are my relationship goals. And then you know you got. Kylie Jenner over here pitched off pitch singing the stormy in the morning and shit like that. And then, and then they break up and he's like, what are your relationship goals based off of off the good stuff that the, that the couple posts on social media. And I don't know how many times that we can say this, that you put these celebrities as your relationship goals and you don't realize that celebrities only show you the good shit until it's bad shit to show you. Like you think, you think, you think, you think Jay-Z and Beyonce were just completely happy and then all of a sudden he cheated for no reason. Something happened that they didn't show you. You see that you go, you see front row at the Grammys and then you see the, the elevator. I bet a lot of shit happened in the middle that you don't see. So when you out here picking these relationship goals of these couples, you're only picking the happy times when you're on 
social media and you're looking and you're envious of these people, you're only envious of their happy times. You're not seeing when the bank account is down to five dollars and they still got to go three more days to a paycheck. You're not seeing that shit. You just seeing the nails done on the Mercedes logo. You don't know that Mercedes is from 2000. Hold up, man. I don't know how you make a $5 stretch for three days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, what you on, Top Ramen and peanut butter, bro? Like, that's that's a struggle, bro. That's a struggle, man. So that's that crossroad that you might come to. And if y'all are both in that situation together and she don't understand, that's a dangerous that's a dangerous crossroad to come to. But believe it or not, I do actually believe that the sexual defect in relationships causes a lot of divorces, too, and a lot of infidelity as well. And that's a, I, I was reading about that uh, not too long ago, and it's just that's it's a it's a it's an interesting subject. And when you think about the way society is going, you you have to under you have to come to the realization that a lot of people that are jumping into that trend of just carelessly having casual sex. Me, I mean, it's a possibility that they're, they're never really going to be able to settle down because one is never going to be enough for a lot of people. Everybody's always going to want to have options, and that's that's a dangerous thing. Even though, even though I do believe that confident people carry themselves like they always have options, because I feel like it's never okay for a man or a woman to look desperate, and it's always I think it's a, it's a good way to you know posture yourself like hey you know you may not want me but somebody else does, and 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 in turn at times that can make a person work harder. It's since some people feel like you need to work hard in order to prove yourself, but I, I do believe that that is a um that is a good way to carry yourself because lack of confidence and um not seeming like you're worthy is it's it's an unattractive trait and i think that you know if you can make that connection with somebody you you could you could you can get out of a lot of a lot out of a relationship when you start realizing like like you say uh emotional health and um i think it all comes back to that i kind of lost my thought but at the end of the day it's it's a, it's a good thing to base a relationship off more than more than the sex, man. And and I think and, and that's why I kind of feel like I can downplay it a little bit, because at the end of the day, it's not going to always be about sex. It's not. Mm-hmm. And then and then people like in the movies, you always see, oh, the man, he cheated with a secretary. Why did he cheat with a secretary when he got this wife? Because he has power over her. Plain and simple. I know, I know that sounds all fucked up and chauvinistic, but hey, he feels like he's more important to, than her. He feels like she depends on him. He's not going home and she's nagging at him and she's telling him all the bad shit he's doing. She's like, she's telling him, yes, sir. And she's making him feel good. And that's what people want. They want to feel good. And I guess that's why you might get out there and have random sex because you just want to feel good. Maybe you Holly, Holly Berry and uh, Monsters Ball and you just want to feel good. So you let Billy Bob crack them cheeks for some odd reason. Who the fuck knows? Once you start looking at it like a, once you start looking at it like merely an object, because I don't believe in masturbation either, and I believe some people, I believe a lot of people that don't believe in masturbation feel like, well, I'd rather get that physical touch than just be sitting here stroking myself. Like, and then a lot of people that that masturbate a lot, they tend to be the same ones. They kind of just, they just objectify the person. Like all they see is isn't is something I could you know relieve myself in get my rocks off in you know like that's what it becomes that's why I'm I, I definitely believe like masturbation and watching a bunch of porn is unhealthy for you and that encourages that hookup culture that encourages casual sex because everybody just kind of goes around looking for it but that's how I perceive it I'm I could be wrong 
it helps me for sure. What masturbation or your perception? <laughs> God damn! I, I I didn't know where you were going with that. Not participating in the in in porno and masturbating and all that shit keeps me at a level mind. Keeps me at the point where I can look at a woman and actually look at her as a woman and not just look at her as a walking sex robot. And it's crazy because I was talking to one of my friends. She works at, in like juvenile detention kind of CPS kind of thing. And she was telling me about how they had this case where this boy, he was basically he would choke his girlfriend. And he'd be like, well, all women like that, all women like that. And he's like 13. And it's kind of like, what kind of backdoor porn have you been watching? Because that's that's the only place where you get well, all women like to be choked. Like you, you just don't pick that up from, well, you know, at 13, I've had encounters with 10 women and nine out of 10 women do agree that they do like to get choked. So therefore, you know, there's no analytics behind that. And granted, maybe nine out of 10 women do like to get choked. I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But at the same time, it's kind of like at that age, you don't get that from experience. You get that from seeing something in that in a hypersexualized environment. Like that, like it's been going around on that post on Baller Alert or whatever. It's like, hey, don't worry about it. You shouldn't be talking about kid to kids about sexuality, period. Whether it's heterosexual, whether it's gay, whether it's transgender, those are children. They don't know nothing about sex. Man, the, the progressives don't. That's they don't understand that. Progressives, they they look at it like in in, in so many ways, I just kind of feel like everybody just wants to blur every line possible. They don't really want to look at kids as kids no more. They don't want to look at adults as adults anymore. They don't want to look at black, white. They don't want to look at gender. Everything is just blurred. Everything is just skewed. Nobody wants to rely on modern science. Um, they just, everybody wants to do their own thing. It's a, it's a slippery fucking slope. I say it all the time. And it's it's just one of those conversations where I think about it. It's like, how far is down from here? But I mean, I totally agree with that. Uh, the the woman that posted that, I just kind of feel like, for me, it was always subtle when it came to sexuality growing up. Like you saw, you know, you saw Lion King, you see Bambi, you see Cinderella, you see Aladdin, you see all these different Disney things, you see all these different TV shows in general, and you just see what is believed to be the norm, what a majority of society has conformed to. And you're never really sitting there like, oh, how, how did that baby come about? Oh, did 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 uh, Mufasa and what's McCullough have sex? To, like, you're not thinking about those things. You're literally just enjoying the story. And you're just seeing, for the most part, you're seeing uh, you're seeing what, 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 what they call the uh you're seeing a family you're seeing the you're seeing the natural family dynamic when you're watching all these things you see a mother a dad you see sons you see uncles and you don't think about how it really came about you just know this is the natural state of what a family looks like and what what progressives are trying to do now is they're they're trying to get representation for things that aren't necessarily the uh the mass norm yeah, I mean, obviously, three to five percent of people uh, recognize, you know, uh, themselves as um, LGBT. But the reality is, I mean, I don't think a lot of them people want to see that shit either. Like, they don't want to turn on the TV and see their sexuality being made a mockery of, because that's what it ends up. When I see LGBT people on TV, 
they are very hypersexualized. It's like that's all they can do is have sex. It's like, damn, I could actually get through some heterosexual TV shows and they have no sex. But almost every time I watch a show with LGBT characters, they're, they're always sexual. And it's weird. And I don't even think they like that. It's like they have to let you know that they're gay. Yeah, it's, it, it, to me, I've said this before. It's like you're trying to include them by forcing it. Include them by treating them like you do everybody else and ignoring it. Like your, your sexuality isn't furthering the plot line. Unless you're putting them into a dating situation. But nine times out of ten, you're not doing that. They just happen to be at a bar and, so, and their significant other comes up and you just have, hey, babe, how you doing? And kisses them. And that's it. Like, it doesn't further the story anyway. We, we talked about this before. It really doesn't, man. And like I said, I've enjoyed some some newer TV shows where I didn't see any type of sexuality being presented to me. I see at least four or five episodes go by where it was just, I mean, you can watch Daredevil. Four or five episodes go by. You ain't worried about somebody having sex with somebody. You just in, you just into the action. You into the storyline. You into the plot. All the other shit is irrelevant. I saw plenty of uh, I saw plenty of comic book movies where I wasn't worried about anybody's sexuality. So it's just it's just a weird epidemic to me. I don't know where it's gonna go. I'm to the point where I really don't care. I watch what I want to watch. That th- that shit doesn't bother me, but at the same time, it's not something that I'm going to promote. I say it time and time again. I'm going to let them people do what they do, but I do know that they're some of the biggest bullies on earth right now. Like, like to me, it's like I know several gay people that don't turn everything that's going on into something about being gay. Like, I, I, I know gay people that if some shit happened, you know, I'm going to war for them. But it, they're not saying, oh, you're only you're only saying this because I'm gay or you only doing this because I'm gay. No, they act like regular people because they are regular people. That's what they want. Hey, psh, yeah, I'm gay. Cool. That has nothing to do with my work. That has nothing to do with me playing sports. That has nothing to do with how I cook. That has nothing to do with anything except for my alone <laughs> and intimate time. That's it. Yeah, and I'm in public and I'm not having alone and intimate time. So therefore, I'm just like you. And I'm cool with that. When I walk out in public, people, the first thing people see me, they see me as a black man. Uh, I, I, that's simple as that, you know, man, black. I mean, whatever comes first to that person, th- that's what they're going to see. Um, when I see gay people in the street, I mean, half the time I don't even know they're gay unless they get real flamboyant and extra with it. But for the most part, you don't you don't you don't walk around and gay is what people see. You usually just see men, women. You see their skin color. A lot of times you see their jobs. You know what they're doing for a living, maybe. Um, maybe you might see that they're their mother. You may see that they're a daughter. Like that's how I see people. But sexuality is something I see very, 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 very far down the line, very far down the line. But hey, if that's what if that's what progressives want to push into our face, it is what it is. And and that's why that's why if Trump wins again in 2020, that's gonna be a part of the reason why. Because a lot of the stupid shit that they pushing on their side, rather than pushing real shit, like it doesn't make any sense. All this. Wanting to be a victim of this fear mongering, it's ineffective. It really doesn't work that well, especially when you you talk about shit people don't really care about. Like like you talk about shit that, like I mean, it, it doesn't matter to a lot of people. Like there are real issues out there that are being swept under the rug because you want to talk about giving this man the right to go into a woman's restroom. Like come on, man. Like there's more important shit going on, way more important shit. But. Whatever. I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to go down that road because <laughs> I saw that. Because I mean, see, like I, I, I mean, I sent you that video that that uh, that Terry Crews man. Like, I see that shit and I get upset. And I and I talk about it on the show all the time. How like it scares me how 
black men, especially black men in the media, are no longer actually being true masculine black men. I feel like you're more likely to see a masculine white man before you see an actual masculine black man on TV or being highly represented. Like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, I like D-Wade like the next guy. Like, I like, I think he's a beast on the court. But what he represents right now, it scares me. I think Pharrell has, I think Pharrell is up there with, you know, top five producers. But what he's representing right now, as far as what he's given to the black community, that shit scares me. I think Terry Crews is funny as hell. I, I enjoy most of his movies. But what he said, what he's saying and the garbage that he's spewing to young black men and women that are potentially going to hear him and listen to him, that shit scares me because I believe they're sending the wrong message. And not necessarily the wrong message. I believe they're sending a message that isn't beneficial and it doesn't really promote a healthy lifestyle for young black women and young black men growing up in America. Like sexuality and 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 acting like we supposed to uh, as men supposed to be running around wearing dresses, like that ain't what's up. That's not what we need to be worrying about right now. Cause financially we're we're devastated. We're in a devastating state financially. And we're sitting here talking about the new masculinity. We're talking about y'all need to y'all need to just wear these purses and start getting dresses. No, y'all need to be learning how to fucking save money. Y'all need to start learning how to try to avoid all this college debt that y'all are uh that y'all are constantly accumulating. Y'all need to worry about, you know, what y'all gonna do about these police officers running in people's houses, killing y'all. Like, what's going on? That's the shit that matters. Wearing dresses, promoting promoting homosexuality, that shit is not pushing us pushing the envelope any further as far as a healthy family dynamic shit that's beneficial to the black community like that shit is toxic as fuck it's distracting too to me it's like your main focus should be like hey i want to show you that you too little black boy can be on tv amongst these white people too you don't have to turn on the tv and see you know only white people you will see black people and know that hey terry cruz made it from the hood i can make it from the hood Pharrell made it from the hood and a, a big time producer. I can do that. That's what you need to be focused on. Hey, if I turn out, if I if I produce like Pharrell and I have sexual orientation like Lil Nas X, so the fuck what? Those are two separate things. I don't have to be out here and having Pharrell say, you know what? It's okay to wear a purse if you want to wear a purse. Why? Why? What is it? What is that doing for me? How is how is that benefiting me? It, it's like I like it's like we talked about. We'll listen to some podcast or some music or watch some show and it does nothing for you. And that's OK. That's OK. But at the same time, I don't need you telling me that, hey, Jay, if you want to wear a skirt, you do that. Me wearing a skirt does nothing for me. It doesn't make me feel any more comfortable. Well, I mean, it might make me feel a little bit more comfortable. I don't know. It depends on what the weather like. How my legs are. That's not here nor there. It's not here nor there. I don't know. I'll probably never find out. But it's like, I'm comfortable in these hooping shorts. Why do I need to go in anywhere else? Hey, hey, you know, you know, you know, well, I know that you already ate. But if you want to eat 16 cupcakes, it's OK for you to do that. How does that benefit you any? It doesn't, man. It doesn't. 
that's the, that's the not saying beef with promoting you know i'm looking at uh, somebody had posted a, a calvin klein ad from 99 they post a calvin klein ad from 2019 and i'm just like what are we doing here yeah i, I understand that this uh this calvin klein model was possibly anorexic and skinny or whatever but i feel like as as modern day americans we have the enough common sense to know like y'all need to eat don't starve yourselves y'all need to eat don't overeat but you, but one at, at 20 years ago, you're promoting the uh, the ideal body as somebody as skinny as a fucking Barbie doll. But now you're saying it's all it's okay to to be walking around this bitch looking like a whale. Like that's not cool. And you know, I'm I'm very happy. I'm 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 excited for people that are are comfortable in their bodies. But at the same time, these people promoting this shit, I really want to know what is the purpose. Are you trying to promote unhealthy lifestyles like there's people out here that really want to get up and go run every day and they want to get in the gym they want to lift weights but then they, they they look at a magazine they turn on the television they see somebody overweight they like well fuck it they overweight too i'm gonna do the same thing when in actuality we all know that that is an unhealthier state for the body it's some people that are tr- uh, genetically predisposed to being overweight that's perfectly fine i mean i know overweight women that come out here and do backflips on your ass like they can move that weight. They're perfectly healthy. They just happen to be, or they just happen to be overweight like that. It doesn't mean they're diabetic or anything, but that is not always the case for a lot of people. A lot of people out here are being very gluttonous, greedy, and they just not giving a fuck. They they think it's cool. I'm finna go to Papa Do's, finna go to Juicy Crab, finna go to all these places every day and just eat and eat and eat. And then seven months later, it's time for them to go on a vacation. And now they stress the fuck out because they can't they can't put in the, put on the bikini they want to put on. Now they got a they got a uh, stress workout. Like you wouldn't have had to do that if you didn't fall into this trap of thinking that eating like a fucking pig was cool. That's my problem, and that's the, and it's the same thing with the uh with the promoting of these toxic lifestyles. Like no matter how you try to skew it or try to flip the data, like this the, the uh. The end result of this shit, it's probably not going to be cool for a person. You're telling these little black kids they can run around wearing dresses and they get up and go to their public school wearing a dress and they get beat the fuck up. You're bitching about other kids being tolerant when in actuality it has nothing to do with that. You're pushing and promoting a young kid going into a public school environment where 95 percent of the kids have already conformed to the identity of heterosexuality. And now you're making this kid a fucking oddball. Like, this is why people shoot up schools. This is why people commit suicide. <laughs> like, seriously, like, it's, there is nothing beneficial to what these motherfuckers are promoting. If you want to promote it to adults, fine, but stop promoting that shit to kids. These kids don't handle the message that well. Adults barely handle the message well. And it's like, you're, you're putting so much mental stress on a child and expecting them to be like, hey, handle it. This is what you want to be, handle it. They have no idea. That's why you make decisions for a child for so long in their life because they cannot handle the mental stress. If you just gave a child everything that they wanted and then it's like, well, we short on the bills. What are we going to do now? Since I bought you two PlayStations and Xbox and a go-kart, you know, we don't have any money. That's what. That's why you just can't just, these are children. <laughs> I don't know how, how, how else to put it. These are children that don't have the decision-making capacity that, Hell, not even, I would say not even half the adult population has. But you're putting it on them at a young age to make these decisions. Yeah, so that was my beef. That's that was my beef with the Sesame Street shit. Like you you you're you're trying to teach children 
through these kids shows about things that their parents should be teaching them. But y'all motherfuckers know for a fact that the parents don't even have a grasp on the knowledge. I mean, you could take it back to dare when they were saying, just say no. We see how good that shit worked, right? We see how good this just say no shit, right? How did that shit go for you, Jay? You smoke a blunt lately? <laughs> no, I ain't gonna put your business out like that. Say, relax, <laughs> relax. No, no, but no, reality, I haven't. <laughs> but the reality is, all I'm saying is, I appreciate the schools and the TV shows trying to teach us things that you know we that that are pre- preventative and you want to you know bring awareness to it. But like, come on, like you're taking away the innocence from everything in order to make it to where kids are sitting there asking even more questions and, and the parents don't know like it's a lot of parents that just it's parents in the suburbs that's out here chilling that can give a fuck about the opioid crisis that shit doesn't affect them it doesn't affect their world now you got that kid coming in the house talking about hey mom what's a what's a heroin what's heroin what's a, what's a, what's a needle what where, where can i get meth what can i get meth from what's a meth head and then you got the teacher just you got the uh, parents just sitting there like oh shit now i gotta educate myself because you've introduced this demon to my child. And now my child, outside of my presence, is probably going to seek it. It's the same thing with sex. It's the same thing with everything. Because when kids are around their friends, like, kids are sponges. Kids soak this shit up. And, and, and the thing I love about kids is kids never really stop seeking knowledge until, like, they hit that block where, you know, they get sheltered or something. But for the most part, like, you know, kids love seeking knowledge. And kids, like, when kids hear things, they want to know things. It's when they become adults that when they get done, that's when they become stubborn. And they basically just, um, they, they, they allow themselves to get indoctrinated. It happens to a lot of people in college. Like, people go off to college and get heavily indoctrinated. Probably way more indoctrinated than the fucking public schools did it. But they go to these colleges and they just flip the script just based on the fact that they want to be a part of some group. You know, th- this shit gets real fucked up. But bottom line, people got to stop trying to teach these kids shit that their parents ain't even ready to teach them yet. And I think that's very important. If the parents aren't ready to teach them yet, we should be respectful to the parents. That's my that's my beef with a lot of shit that's going on in the media. I don't need the media trying to teach my kids anything that I don't want them to be taught yet. There's a time and a place. And when I feel like my kid is at the mental capacity to consume this knowledge, that's when I'm going to give it to them. I'm not hiding it from them. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just weighing my options. I'm, I'm, um, I'm looking at it from a, from a perspective of, do, do I think he can handle this information? Because we got a lot of motherfuckers around here running around thinking they woke, but in actuality, they just have a bunch of information in their heads that they don't understand. And and these are the kids you you deal with your child on a daily basis. You know exactly what your son can handle and can't handle. Yes. Yes. I feel I do. I feel I do. I feel confident that, you know, you know, he's 15. Uh, I know these 15 year olds are a lot more advanced than us. But once again, that's because of what they're being exposed to. And that's why, you know, I, you know, even me, like I have I had to like, you know, have my some censorship because I think that there are certain things that you could teach a child that can become very distracting. I feel like if you're teaching kids 11 and 12 year olds about sex and then they experience it at 12 years old, I think that I think. I think the 12 year old mind is more likely to turn into an addict if they're introduced to something that early, because if you're introducing something as pleasurable as drugs or sex or anything like that, that already has the um, 
the ingredients of addiction. If you if, if you introduce that to a 12 year old mind, that's probably going to grow up. That that 12 year old mind probably going to grow up to be an addict. That's just it's just that simple. Drug, that's drugs and sex. It. Drugs and sex is sugar to a 12 year old. Yeah, I mean, sex, drugs and violence. I feel I feel like that is and sex, sugar. drugs and violence. Oh, yeah. man, sex, drugs, violence, sugar. Like, that's crazy. Like you introduce those four things to a child at a, in heavy dosages, a child's mind. You can only imagine where they're going to be at at 20 and 21 when they can have access to it at their own leisure. That's that you're you're creating a monster. It's a, it's the recipe for a serial killer. Once a serial killer gets that first taste of killing something at his own will, he gets to he goes in the backyard, kills cats, kills birds, kills raccoons, and then he's doing it in in his private in privacy. Then the minute he goes off on his own, what does he do? He starts experimenting on people because it's like the 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 addiction, the, the joy, and the the cravings never went away. It just got even more serious. And now he can do it when he wants to. He doesn't have to hide it anymore, technically. And it, it's kind of like, I'm not, like to, to, to take it back to the, the sexual exploits. First, it's like, okay, yeah, you have a regular sex. Then you get into kinkier sex. And then you get into the cuckold sex. And it just, it just escalates because you want more and more and more and more and more to the point where you really out here shitting on balloons and shit like that. You flying to Dubai to get, and get shitted on your chest because it's just it's, it's spiraled out of control. And then, you know, like like they have these, you know, sex addicts places and shit like that. But if you don't think you have a problem and nobody brings it to your mind, your eye that you have a problem because you've been had this problem since you were 12 and everybody you've come across has been like, oh, yeah, you know, that's just you expressing yourself. You're doing you know, you're just expressing yourself. no. Something is wrong. If a, kid, if a little kid is out there killing cats, you don't just say he's just expressing his anger. He's not taking it out on humans. He's killing cats. No, something is wrong. <laughs> if you if your no. mother if your mother bakes a cake and you eat the whole cake and you still getting a lot of sugar that same day, something is wrong. You're not just hungry. You're just not craving sweets. There's something wrong there. And it's because you're being ex- you've been exposed to too much of this stimulant and you're getting and wanting more and more and more of it. And then you ha- then you got diabetes and you don't know why your parents. They don't know why they don't know why you've been giving them two cupcakes after dinner for his whole entire life. Now he's 12 and he wants three. And you're like, well, that's just a progression. He's getting older. No, something is wrong. You don't need dessert after every single meal. You don't no. need to masturbate every single day. You don't no. need you don't need to inflict some kind of violence or play Call of Duty every single day. You no. don't. Something is wrong if you need that. If your if your body and your mind is craving that something is wrong, and we gotta start pointing out shit that's wrong. We're just trying to be so PC that we're letting lines blur, but you gotta start pointing out shit that's wrong again. People act like when you point out sh- shit that's wrong, that means that something is wrong with you. Like, no, you should you should mind your own business. Or no, no, I got to point out that this shit is wrong because I don't want this little serial killer at school with my kids. <laughs> I don't I don't want this little uh, sex addict. I don't want this little sex addict, twelve year old little boy anywhere around my niece. Bro, my son told me the first time he saw porn was when he was in fifth grade. He said a girl was in his class on her phone watching porn in class. And he ain't know what she was doing. He said he. I swear to God. Yeah, y'all heard me. Y'all heard, y'all heard me right. The first time my son 
was introduced to pornography was in the fifth grade. A little girl was in the classroom watching that shit. The te- I think I guess the teacher had left for a little bit. She turned that shit on. They probably all was over there watching. <laughs> oh, I, mean, she, I, I said, I said hey, he ain't fooling me. But the, the uh, reality, I mean, he said he looked at it. He looked, yeah. he looked at it. The reality is it's fucked up. Well, I just, I just remember that shit when you said that I had a, I want to bust out laughing, but I'm going to relax. Because it's funny, but at the same time, it's fucked up. Because once again, I just got to I just gotta wonder, that's five years ago. I can only imagine what type of girl that little, that little girl is now. Like, you have to understand. Like, y'all don't understand when I say this. Kids are sponges. They are literal sponges. And... They soak up what's around them. Like they be you. She wasn't watching porn because she accidentally typed in Pornhub in her phone. She saw somebody else watching it. So she was intrigued and she followed it up. That's what they do. So if I'm in the living room watching Stranger Things, I'm not going to be shocked when I go into my son's room and he's watching it, too, because that's what they do. Like they, my son doesn't watch comic book movies because he just naturally wants to watch them. I introduced him to him. That's what that's what parents do. That's what that's why I say it's up to the parent to be like, OK, my child is ready for this. But unfortunately, nowadays, I got to deal with your little perv-ass daughters and perv-ass sons and little crackhead sons, too, because a lot of y'all, apparently, a lot of y'all know that the uh, the uh, the potency and the, the degree of lethality that is in these jewels and shit, and I know parents buying them for their kids. I'm like... People dying around the country smoking this shit, and you still buying it for your kid? I'm only gonna assume you're trying to kill your kid. That's what I'm gonna assume. Like, damn, it, you have, it, that, it you like have that in your mind, like, oh, it could never happen to my child, and then it happens to your child, and it's like, I never could imagine. Bitch, you've seen this shit was happening all around the country. You thought you was exempt? Again, people think they're exempt. They think they're exempt from heartbreak. They think they're exempt from loss. They think they're exempt from failure. They think they're exempt from tragedy. You are not exempt. You're not. You're not. They ain't no get out of. They ain't no get out of this or get out of jail free card in this shit, nigga. Life is not a lot monopoly, nigga. This shit is real, nigga. You never, nigga. When I go to the movies, nigga, I keep my shit on the swivel because I don't know when that motherfucker gonna come in that bitch trying to shoot it up. Like I think about those type of things, nigga. When I, I got a good ass driving record, nigga. When I get out there in these streets, nigga, I never get on these streets thinking I can't get in an accident. You know what I'm saying? Like I never think these things. Like I don't obsess about them, but it's always subconsciously, it's in the back of my mind. It's just it's if you operate in a common sense way, I'm sorry, you should never think you're exempt from any of these things. Now, me, at times I'm naive because I do. I am. I still to this day, I'm shocked at some of these breakup stories I hear. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked at some of these toxic relationship stories I hear. And that's just because I haven't experienced them. And I tend to forget, man, this shit is not these are not just fairy tales. It's really people out here that's. That's that got girlfriends and their girlfriends cheat on them with their daddy. Like, like what the fuck? Like, I, like it's really twenty five year olds out here getting married to sixty year olds. Like that shit is a reality. <laughs> like you, you, you think this shit is just made for TV, but this shit is real. Like this shit is really happening everywhere. Your neighbors, like niggas, is getting kidnapped on the daily. Like this shit is a reality. Like you got to be careful out here. 
it's, it's really weird because I sit there and I'll, I'll look at the news and those headlines and be like, hey, you know, this 25 year old man is gone missing. I was like, damn, what happens when a what happens that makes a 25 year old man go missing? Because in my mind, I can only comprehend like he ain't gonna miss it. He just gone. He don't want to be found. But, you know, shit happens where they, they kidnap grown men. And that's crazy. Niggas, man, niggas be I was reading about a cat that he was like in Russia or some shit. And he had got kidnapped for like three days. You know what I'm saying? Shit just, nigga, he said he just got, he got shut down for some money. You know, he said he had to escape. Like, the shit, no, the shit crazy out here. Like, people go out. Once again, you are not exempt from these things. That's why when we had Liz on here and we were talking about her trip to Turks and Caicos, it's like, for me, in the back of my mind, I'm like, damn, Liz, you lucky you ain't get snatched up. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to speak that into the world and speak it into existence, but like, that is a reality, but you know, fortunately for her, she was able to make it through that. But that is a reality that could have happened. Like in a parallel universe, she did get snatched up. I'm just saying that's the that is the sad world we live in. And you got to navigate through this shit with the mindset of nigga ain't nothing. I'm, I'm not bigger than anything. I, like <laughs> Nothing is too small for me. Like that shit can be my life in an instant. Like I see a lot of shit on day to day basis where I'm like, damn, I'm glad that isn't me because I know it can be. And that's very important to understand. That's why, that's why I, I, I like that one time when Sean was talking about how um those kids I think in Asia were going 30, 40 miles or having to go up a fucking bridge to get to school or climb up a mountain to get to school. Like, yeah, that ain't me, and I'm glad it ain't me. But it could be. Like I could, Easily. I, was, I, I was born in this body, but I mean, <laughs> that's just by chance. I had no control over that. Like. People don't really sleep on that shit, no. People just, people take this shit for granted. That's what it all boils down to. That's what it all boils down to. I'm still, I'm still mad at Terry though, cause uh, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I, I guess I, I, this one thing I really wanted to get to, because with, with, with Terry Crews, the thing, when with Terry Crews, I'm, I'm gonna say with black celebrity, I'm, I, I want to definitely, if we before we end, talk about this, like. I put a post up and I said, I personally feel like we're seeing the end of the black celebrity. And I've said this before. I said that it's to me, it's a it's a the fact that they're making a mockery out of black celebrities on a weekly basis. It's a weekly basis. Like I personally, when it comes to white celebrities, I see shit here and there. But it's never as bad as nigga. You don't care about nobody about your but your money, nigga. So you you supporting China or you out here wearing a fucking dress or you out here like it, it's just it's a mock like come on Cuba good and Jude like come on Cuba come on with the KFC bucket on the head like you out here talking about some baby dicks like come on <laughs> hey Cuba just had a wild night <laughs> uh, Cuba, Cuba got some of that Nicky Barnes from <laughs> and had him a wild night hey but, that nigga but, has a problem bro but I always, I always sit here and I look at it and I think, okay, what heterosexual white celebrity have you seen out here in a dress? Recently? What? Period. I'm gonna say it like this, man. Uh, Neil, 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 it's Neil Patrick Harris, right? Yeah. Yes, Neil Pat. Let me say, it, man. Neil Patrick Harris is a flint, not necessarily flamboyant, but he is a legit homosexual he been out for a minute and when i say when i see neil patrick harris that dude right there carries himself in a more manly way in a more manly fashion than a lot of these black celebrities bro and that dude is straight up gay 
dog, one of his biggest roles is probably one of the most alpha male roles you will ever see. And I'm just like, come on, dog. Like, Neil Patrick, this dude is hella gay. And then you just look over there, fucking for real. You look over there at a young thug or ASAP Rocky. I'm like, dog, these dudes is representing hip-hop, and they out here looking like straight-up homosexuals. You looking more homo than a guy that is actually a homo. Like, that's crazy to me. You got Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons from Big Bang Theory. Legit mm-hmm. homosexual. Every time you see him, he just looks like a well-dressed heterosexual man. He carries himself like he's just a postured, well-dressed white man. And he ain't even out here in a damn dress. You because gotta you think don't about have to shit. bring your sexuality to work. You don't. You ain't fucking nobody here. <laughs> you just go to work. Bruh, Ellen DeGeneres look more manly than a lot of these dudes, man. I'm being 100 with you. Ellen DeGeneres be out here looking sharp. She be chilling. Sharp. And, she, and, 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 and you got Pharrell, like, really? What are y'all doing? It's a circus. The black, the black celebrity is literally, they are the they are the freak show. They are the circus. And they're an embarrassment to me right now. And that's why I look at Terry Crews like, I just want to ask Terry Crews. Because I know he was sexually assaulted or something like that. You know, I don't take that away from him. But that's to me is important when you look at a Terry Crews or a Billy Porter and you have to ask them about their past. You have to ask them, um, what was the best representation of a masculine man when you were a child? Who were you able to soak up? Who were you able to be a sponge to when you were growing up? Was it a toxic man? Was it a man that abused you? Was that the only representation of a man you saw? I mean, I, I find it hard to believe, but I know it's possible. So, when I, if I know in my heart that more than likely they were just given the bad end of the stick, then I can't take them serious because they didn't have a positive male role model to soak up when they were growing up. So all they have is angst towards the black male, and that's what they want to do is destroy them. I'm t- I mean, you have your black male celebrities that do carry themselves well, but then at the end of the day, the ones that's over here shucking and jiving and wilding out, just basically saying, hey, I'm getting this money. I don't care what I'm wearing. I don't care what y'all think I represent. I'm getting this money. Like, like what? You that, When you say you don't care, I'm just getting this money, you are officially another Steve Harvey. Because at that point, you're not doing, you're, you're, it's a lack of integrity. It's plain and simple. The black, like, like one of my favorite parts of Sean's last episode was, was something that's always bothered me growing up, bro was the fact that they always tried to infuse black culture into education. I hate it when they made rap songs out of shit. <laughs> I swear, I used to cringe so damn hard. I used to be like, ma'am, you don't have to you don't have to do how my name is just to teach me multiplication. You don't need to do uh, you don't need to talk about 50 cent. Like we don't need to relate on that. Like really, I'm just trying to get my education. Nine times nine? Okay, cool. We ain't gotta do the hunt. We don't got to do Humpty Dumpty rhymes. We don't need that. One, cool. we, let's just keep rocking. Let's keep moving because that shit, to me, is a microaggression. And I feel like y'all are doing that because you think that I can't understand 
you know, physics or geometry. Don't get me wrong. I don't know shit about physics, but come on. If Albert Einstein was actually teaching me some shit, he not finna break out in song and dance. And I don't need you to do that for me either. And I feel like that is insulting. I've always felt like that was insulting. And that is exactly what the black celebrity is doing. They're insulting our intelligence by by pandering and peddling this foolishness to us that we don't deserve. I think my black community deserves better, but if they want to constantly eat it up, then shit, so be it. I'm going to just make sure my child don't, and people I fuck with don't do that shit, because the shit getting wild out here. Nigga Pharrell out here tripping, Terry Crews out here talking about, man, this boy ran me hot, man. I, just, I don't understand it, man. The devil is the devil is alive, bro. I swear. Golly. The foolishness. How can you... People fix their mouths to say certain things. Don't get me wrong. I know I say some wild shit sometimes. But I don't think I say shit as far as masculinity is a, is a cult. Like, bro, like, legit, this is a legit question. Jay, like, when you think about masculine masculinity, like, what's the first thing that come to mind? Like, like, how would you do, who, put it like this. When it, when all the TV shows you ever watched, all the movies you've ever watched, mm-hmm. give you time, mm-hmm. give, I'm give you some time. When okay. it comes to the ideal masculine man, who do you think was the best representation? The best representation. My first thought is like, all right, let me think of some of the some of the men that killed the most people. I I, I might think James Bond, <laughs> low key. <laughs> he, he was killing hey, people as he was getting ass. Let me tell you something. You know, you laughing, bro, but that that's that's usually the answer for about seventy percent people when they ask that question. Like people usually say they usually go to James Bond, and for a long time, you know, back in the day, a lot of people would say like Dolomite back in the day. Like, you know, yep. it'd be, you know, it'd be in and, and the first thing a person, especially a woman is going to think like, oh, you know, that, you know, typical, you know, male, violent sex, get all that. But it's more to it than that. It's 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 um, it's the confidence. It's the classiness. It's the it's the it's the um, it's the posture. It's the way they carry themselves. And it's the fact that no matter how much you deny it, they get the women. Like that, and 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 it wasn't even in a disrespectful manner because in both of those men, you were just smooth. They were just smooth. Like yeah, black sportations used to be kind of extra. You know, I'm pretty sure Dolomite just slapped a bitch here and there. But (laughs) (laughs) but but I but I could even go to Shaft. Like I don't think Shaft was out here slapping chicks and shit like that. But I mean, because I know I know the one the Dolomite that what you call it remade for Cart was it Cartoon Network. Mm, uh, I Michael think. J. Michael J. Michael J. Yeah, that that one was a little Michael extreme. J. Okay. Yeah. That was okay. He was wild with that one. He he couldn't bring that out again. That that should have get shut down quick. But the traditional Dolomite, traditional Shaft, even James Bond to this day, and th- those guys, they had the care. My one of my favorite right now is like I said, I think it's uh, King Leonidas from uh, Three Hundred because I felt like. They they embodied things that were masculine in a in a fashion that were they all embodied like leadership. They they were they were strong willed. They weren't cowards. They were vocal. You know what I'm saying? And 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 once again, like they what they said they were gonna do, they were gonna do. They were reliable. And when I think about masculinity, that's what I think about. So what Terry Crews talking about? I don't know what he's talking about. Cause to me, it sounds like everything he talk about is just you're talking about serial killers, you're talking about rapists, you're talking about you're talking about weirdos. And I don't think that those things generally uh, characterize masculinity. Cause like I don't think any solid masculine man is out here touching little boys. 
if anything, the masculine men I knew growing up, they was trying to lead us. They were the coaches. They were the principals. They were the guys trying to get the, uh, the boys groups together to make sure that we were going in the right direction. You know, masculine men are the ones that, you know, uh, more than likely are monogamous. They trying to hold down one woman. A lot of times they're not trying to they're not trying to be out here wild. And like, it's just because you don't need that ego boost. You know, you don't. know what you got. You know who you are and you know what you got. You're confident in yourself. You know what I'm saying? And once again, if you're thinking about Shaft or James Bond, like all you're thinking about is is um the fun they had and all that. Oh, you know what they had me? Like, no, that's not the whole purpose of them. The purpose of them was they did their motherfucking job and they got it done. That's what James Bond did. It's just along the lines, women that love the way he carried himself because he's technically an alpha male type of guy. That's what you attract. You a Bruce Wayne type of dude. <laughs> like you who can be what woman's gonna be mad at that? Like you got the money, you got the you got the looks, you carry yourself well. You got the swag. No, it's no to you I don't I don't I don't feel like you're a bullshitter. See, a lot of women out here these days are getting with a lot of feminine dudes and they don't realize they're dealing with a bitch made dude that that he he really he really he carry he carry himself in a way that I mean he might as well be a woman. He might as well put a dress on and them be the ones that's getting dogs. A lot of times when I hear when somebody characterizes a fuckboy, a lot of times they're characterizing a feminine guy. A guy with a lot of feminine energy. A lot of a dude a dude that you know he 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 uh he's not vocal. He he, he the only the only confidence you see in him is what he has externally. Like James Bond, he, he had the same suit on five days in a row. He's still gonna get the woman. It ain't about what he's wearing, what he's driving. You know what I'm saying? But these these dudes that are more vain than their girls are. These dudes in the mirror more than they women are. You know what I'm saying? These dudes that want to be on camera more than they women want to be on camera. You getting all that feminine energy? You wondering? Why did and, and it's it's a it's a it's a certain type of smooth that comes with masculine smooth and feminist smooth. I feel like feminist smooth come with a lot of lies. I feel like masculine smooth will tell you the real shit. Like, hey, this is what it is. You'll take it or leave it. Feminist yeah. move, like, you know, I mean, you know, uh, you know, on some on some uh on some super fly shit. Like once like, again, like like, shit, like like I said, a lot of hud, a lot of hedging. That's it. And, and and the reason that see and when people hear feminine energy they automatically think oh female no I'm just letting you know like feminine energy is a lot more passive it's a lot more nurturing it's a lot more it's not really to the point they don't want to be all feminine energy don't want to be all violent they don't want to be you don't want to be blunt straight to the yeah, point you want you're coddling you you want to you know you want to coddle them you want to you know you want to make them feel good that's what the feminine nigga gonna do nigga gonna he gonna tell you what you want to hear. They can't do that all the time. That feminine, you gotta, you decrease some of that feminine energy, raise some of that masculine energy. You are gonna get you a nigga that you like. Bottom line, a lot of y'all, a lot of women out there that love their daddies, man, their daddy's probably the most masculine dudes on this fucking planet. Daddies ain't fucking around, and they don't notice it though. <laughs> they don't notice it though. They just wonder why the little boys wouldn't come to their house. The niggas wouldn't try to fuck with your daddy. That nigga crazy. <laughs> now nah, her daddy wildin'. I ain't going over there. <laughs> Cause that nigga was confident in himself. He knew what his little bitch ass little boys came over here with that bullshit. He was gonna get handled up, and he wouldn't have to put his hands on. Him. I'ma just tell him real. You come around here, I'ma shoot you. <laughs> so, so, that's it. <laughs> like, I'ma be direct with you. I ain't gotta say nothing else. I ain't gotta say nothing I'm not else. gonna be. I'm not finna be passive with you. See, a lot of y'all got the y'all look at these TV shows and y'all think the dad's gotta be like you know the dad from uh from Family Matters, which he was gay as well. But uh, or and y'all want to be yeah yeah he was uh, I mean shit 
Because it was it wasn't relevant at the time. Just like uh, just like Sherman Hemsley was uh, was gay. Because they talk about that shit. It wasn't relevant, and he still yeah. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> this is getting too woke. We gotta we gotta roll the credits. We gotta roll the credits. <laughs> hey bro, it's hey the, the black community man. It's interesting. Hey, man, man. Thank y'all for listening, man. <laughs> Gotta get the fuck out of here. Rest in peace, rest in peace to my God, though, man. I, I, like I said, man, no. <laughs> hey, you got, you got words of advice, man. I ain't mean to take it that way, bro. I ain't mean to take it that direction. I just, oh, I had, to, I had to let me know, man. man. Oh shit, man. The fuck up your childhood. <laughs> I used, I used to um, love watching Amen. That was one of my favorite shows to watch with uh, my Sherman grandma. Hillman. Sherman Hill was gay, man. He was gay. And the dad from Family Matters was gay too. I keep forgetting that. I don't know why I was forgetting that, but he was gay though. That could be rumors, but shit, that 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 rumor was never squashed. So as far as I'm concerned, he was gay. Did that mean anything? No, I mean, cause shit, he they still they still had archetypes that you saw on TV that showed that. I mean, they were they were leaders of their they were heads of the household. They that's what we had growing up to see. Like we had Cosby, we had we had uh, we had Uncle Phil. You know, it, it is what it is. Their sexuality never mattered because they chose to represent what they felt like a what what a, what a father should be, what a black man should be on TV. They were not here Homer Simpson and up and Peter Griffin and up. They, they, I mean, shit. One of our favorites, nigga Al Bundy. Like, you know, he, Al Bundy wasn't gay. I'm just saying, like, he. Uh, he uh, I, 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 not my nigga Al. Not my nigga <laughs> not, Al. That Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill wasn't gay. Ed O'Neill. Was yeah. But at the Ed same O'Neill's time. Good. Ed, got, Ed, low, low key, Ed O'Neill had the best career ever. Look, look, look at do, his watch. He got Sophia now. From Peggy to he, Sophia, he's he's up there with uh with Adam Adam Sandler because Adam Sandler know how to cast a wife too. Adam Sandler, shit, he do that on purpose. Of course, he, he did it on purpose. <laughs> they his movies. They are, they are. He's like, I'm gonna get the baddest. I don't blame. Baddest I can find for my movie. My movie. Where Jennifer at? Where Selma at? Where, where they at, man? <laughs> Well, what you got, man? What you got, man? Um, my words of advice is if you play with skills, good luck would happen. So don't worry about, you know, getting lucky doing this, getting lucky doing that. Just be confident in what you do and master what you do. And then the success will follow. You said they fast as fuck, man. I guess when I listen I, to this. I, I, I was I was short to the point. I, I was I came prepared. If you play with skills, good luck will happen. Okay, okay. I guess I I guess I, I simply respect that. I mean, um, I didn't come prepared. Uh, all I got all I gotta say is um, don't don't be a little bitch out here, man. Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> like like I mean, and I'm not even finna say man up, but you know, find find that find that reason. To, to 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 sit up straight with your shoulders up and feel like you a real nigga and a real nigga could be a a, a black person or in my opinion it could be a black person mixed i don't give a fuck i don't care you're a real nigga man stand with your goddamn shoulders up and be real about your situation don't let your situation beat you down to where you just sitting in the dumps and acting like a little bitch because that shit ain't gonna get you nowhere listen acting like a little bitch is very counterproductive and that doesn't mean man up. It simply means do not sit there and allow yourself to be in a hole of depression. And you're just like, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be cool here. 
I'm gonna make I'm gonna, I'm gonna make myself comfortable in depression. No, stop acting like a little bitch. It's that simple. I mean that shit, Jay. You laughing? I mean that shit. I'm just I'm tired of the bullshit, man. I, I see you sat up in your chair. You you said that with some authority. I had to, man, cause they they don't they don't want to hear it, man. Like it's like I said, it's not about manning up. It's about and I told somebody this today. No man or woman should allow themselves to be seen by the world down in the dumps. Nobody should be cool with people seeing them weak. Like, it's cool to show vulnerability from time to time. But if, if that's how people only see you, they just see you like a little old bitch, that's a problem. And that shit is that shit is unattractive and that shit is bad for your spirit. Eventually, you got to put your fucking chest out. You got to get your shoulders up and stand up right and carry yourself with some fucking confidence. I'm saying that because I get tired of seeing people just be pussies. And this shit is annoying. Whoa. Whoa. This is, we live in a soft-ass cotton candy society. I mean, like, people gotta wanna... People people don't even wanna be tough. And even though I'm saying don't man up, people don't even wanna man up no more. They're going with the excuse of not wanting to man up. That's why I'm not even saying man. I'm saying both genders should be tough enough. They should be resilient enough to... To walk through to walk through the fire. Didn't Aaliyah have a song like that? Like basically, like you know, you kick pick yourself up and try again. Like motherfuckers just be quitting now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sing it, young man. Sing it. Okay, I'm. I'm. Hey, the music catalog is deep. Man, I just realized somebody had made me realize Aaliyah don't even have like shit on Spotify, iTunes. I never noticed that. I, I, I've, she, I've never heard. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, her her family or a state or something won't allow that. It's it's fucked up situation. Uh, I, I I I checked on Spotify one time when I was driving. I'm like, damn, Aaliyah shit ain't on Spotify. That's crazy. But maybe I maybe I spelled her name wrong. But I, I don't know. But that shit that shit is something I I noticed. Not that that was fucked up. It, but anyways, it's, man, it's crazy for me. But it, like the same time, it's it's like it's not really crazy. But you just need to. Have some authority to yourself. Don't let people come in running your household, making decisions for you and and telling you what you should do and shit like this. I This is what I talked about when I when I wrote my advice blog. Um, yeah. Nine times out of 10, people are going to tell you, you know, what you what they want to hear. And 10 times out of 10, you want them to tell you what you want to hear. But at the same time, if, if you know what you want to do, don't let somebody come into your house and tell you what, what you should do. Why? Wow, exactly. That's your house. <laughs> Act like it. Please go do that. Yeah, and then either way, 
you just you 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 rate where you can rate, you comment where you can comment. I think we've been slacking on getting back to the commenters if we've been getting commenters, but either way, you know what to do. It's No Boundaries Podcast. I'm Willie F. That is Mr. J himself, the goat. And um it was the a Billy pleasure. Goat. The Billy Goat. <laughs> Not just the Dallas. Goat, shout out goat. to Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Shout out to Dallas Cowboys and Dang, Jose Alto today. Ain't talking about Dallas Cowboys till Tuesday after all the games have been played. Because some shit might change and we might we might blow a 30 point lead. Golly. Blow a 30 point lead on our off day. Might blow a 30 point lead. You never know. Man. But yeah, I didn't see that coming. I saw I saw Altuve coming though. And Chapman seen him coming too. And with that being said. This has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?